Certainly God loves you and he loves me. What a wonderful song, a wonderful worship, wonderful acknowledgement unto our Lord and Savior. Truly we thank and praise God for this day and for each of you that have joined in to SML Inside the Pages, uh, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Today is January 4th, 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost, not religious, not spiritual, but the Holy Ghost, what God is doing. Yes, the Bible said in Genesis that the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. So the Lord has been actively doing uh, 
John saw in Revelation that uh, a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. The Lord has been on the move uh, before there was a when, where, where and why, uh, before uh, anyone climbed into the backseat of that Chevy and, and bam, there you were before they got married and it happened, before any other situation that any of us was brought into the world, God was in motion. His spirit was at work. His word, logos, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience, not 30%, not 40%, not 50, 99 and a half won't do, but complete obedience. And yes, you can be completely obedient unto the Lord. We're going into the book of Daniel, uh, the uh, sixth chapter. Uh, I have my Bible in front of me, so you, you may hear some papers turning. I like reading paperback more than anything. And so um, we're going to go into the book of Daniel, and we're going to start at, at about the fourth verse and begin reading there. And um, I pray that you have had a blessed day. And uh, and if you maybe you're starting your morning or uh, evening, but no matter what time of the day it is, uh, that things are going well. And if it's not, you have to do like I did today. Remind yourself of who is in charge. Remind yourself that you must, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, stay in character. Remind yourself of what the word of God says. And make sure that you learn. That's why it's so important to, to walk in obedience to the word of God and, and, and not just declare those things when something is going wrong or when you want something. Because if you're always in the will of God, uh, he said that it's woven in his word. And I, I've been I really want to keep driving that point home is that. It's already written in his word. It's already foretold. It's already been prophesied. So no one has to lay hands on you and speak those things that have already been written and proclaimed upon your life in the word of God. The only thing they can do is confirm it because it's already been written. So with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your mercy, Lord God. Thank you for keeping us throughout this day, Lord God, and blessing us to to stand, Lord Jesus, in this opportunity to present your word, this opportunity, Lord God, to speak on your behalf, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, Lord God. We, we thank you, Lord, because we know that you love, uh, we love each, you love each one that is listening and those that will be tuning in later. Lord God, and that you love me. Thank you. I love you too. Lord God, I love you. I love you. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, open understanding of your people, Lord. Remember those that are sick, those that are uh, dealing with issues, Lord God, govern us, guide us, Lord God, with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord, it will testify of your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel, beginning at the sixth chapter, uh, again, Happy New Year to everyone. I won't be saying that throughout the entire year, but but Happy happy you know this I, I was the, the other night I was I was listening and, and praising the Lord I was doing some things at home and I began to think about this being a year of jubilee you know it, it, it the Bible says it, it's whatever God proclaims it to be it's not dictated by uh, administration. It's not dictated by government. It's not dictated by who is president, who is queen, who is king. It's not dictated by any uh, any leader. It's dictated by God. And so I'm taking this year as a year of jubilee. 
And I hope you will join in with me in that. And, you know, I hadn't verbalized that since I thought about it on the other night. Matter of fact, I had not even thought much more about it. I've just been going on about doing things until just now when it came back across my mind again. You know, this can be a year of Jubilee. So let's declare it as a year of Jubilee. And let's rejoice in our Lord and Savior. Let's rejoice in God. No matter what comes your way, remind yourself that you can rejoice in God. Yes, you can still rejoice in him. No matter who's, oh, well, let's go, let's go in the book of Daniel. And those of you that, that y'all remind me of that, keep reminding, by you testifying and telling of, of this being a year of Jubilee, you declaring it in your life, declare it in your home, declare it on your job, declare it uh, among your friends, de declare it. Make that declaration. Uh, just like people are walking around cussing a day out and, and cursing everything, don't you join in with them. You join in into a, a day of Jubilee. Uh, you join into it being uh, 24-7, 365, all right? And so uh, with that being said, and I, I'm taking that as being led of the Lord to, to just encourage uh, all of our hearts with that, a year of Jubilee. The Bible says, then the president and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. The presidents, the princes. Now, remember, uh, Belshazzar had taken uh, the instruments from the temple, the, the vessels, and drank from them, him, his administration, his cucumbines, his wives, and all them. They had taken things. Uh, they put their hands on stuff they should not have been touching. And he saw a hand, a man's hand, writing on the wall, and that he lost the kingdom. Uh, Darius uh, of the Medes came and took the kingdom uh, from Belshazzar. And so he lost it. He lost it. And one of the things that Darius uh, uh, was doing was setting up uh, princes over the kingdom. And he was setting three presidents over them. And Daniel was one that was preferred. And remember, we talked about an excellent spirit. That, that excellent spirit is what the Bible test, God testifies uh, that Daniel had an excellent spirit. The excellent spirit was found in him. And, and on Sunday morning and after uh, presenting the word of God in a second service, the, uh, we, we know that even Jake, um, Joshua and Caleb, uh, the Bible said that it was found with them a different spirit. They were not like everybody else walking around with doubtful minds and disbelief. And, 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 but they were, they were strong in the Lord and they were saying, hey, we can take it. We can take the promised land. We can take uh, this mountain. We can do what God has enabled us to do. And, and so it requires a different mindset. It requires a different spirit. Uh, in order for you to reap the benefits that God has, you won't find yourself, oh Lord, let me go here. You won't find yourself at the altar crying for a blessing. Uh, you know, uh, some people are out there, you see them crying and, and sobbing and carrying on, uh, almost as if they're begging, you know. But if you line up with the word of God and let that, that a different spirit be found governing your life. And I, when I said different spirit, I'm talking about the, the power of God, the word of God. That's the power of God, the word of God, because heaven and earth will pass away. But his word is what's going to stand. His word is exalted above his name. And, and so uh, you stand upon the word of God, knowing you won't find yourself with the same prayer that everyone else or many others are walking around with. You won't find yourself sobbing that kind of prayer, uh, but, you know, you'll find yourself of a different mindset. And so the Bible said that Daniel had an excellent spirit and the princes, the presidents and the princes, they sought occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Now, they were doing their best to get Daniel in trouble. Uh, and we know that Daniel had come him and his escapadres, his his. his uh, those that was with him, I'm going to call them the four pillars, uh, that they were, uh, that they had learned 
how to conduct themselves in such a way that the Bible says that when Nebuchadnezzar communed with them, uh, that all of them, that there was nobody found like them. So they learned the lesson and all manners of wisdom and understanding that the king acquired of them. He found them 10 times better than all the magicians, astrologers that were in his realm. And so Daniel continued uh, unto the first year of King Cyrus. That's, that's found in the first chapter of the book of Daniel. And so we see that Daniel and them, they, they prospered in their homework. They prospered in their studies. These were their natural studies. Uh, they were studying astrology and all that the Chaldeans, the Babylonian king wanted them to learn. They had to learn that lesson. And so uh, the now we have the um, the Median uh, Darius uh, who has came and taken over the kingdom. And he found also that Daniel, the quality that was within Daniel exceeded everyone else because the king thought to set him over the whole realm. There was something about his demeanor, something about how he carried himself. You know, I, I, I know there are those that, that I've, I have some, some workers, some subordinate, you know, that work in the art and they, you can tell that they walk with, a, a, as if they feel entitled, they walk as if they're know-it-all, you know, even strangers have asked, who is that? Because they could see the arrogance about them as if they run in the show and really they're not in charge. Uh, they're in charge of their department, but not in charge of the entire business. But you can see that or about them that there that is and it's negative. It's not positive. And, and but this with Daniel was that Daniel walked in such a way that, first of all, he walked in a humble state. The Bible speaks that if, when we humble ourselves, God will exalt us. And one of the things that if you, if, as you are reading through the book of Jeremiah, there is a constant reminder of Jeremiah telling the people to humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. You're going into captivity. You already know you're going into because of what has transpired, because no one took a stand. No one stopped it from occurring, but they joined in with it. Now, everyone that uh, since you know that this is going to happen, there are some things that are going to happen uh, in where you live. There are some things that are going to occur because of the hearts of men. However, the Lord told them that if they humble themselves, don't resist Nebuchadnezzar, don't resist the king of Babylon. I, the Lord already said, I've given this, the, the animals, the people, the land, other kingdoms into his hand. He's my servant. For this cause, I'm going to use him. Don't resist him. Matter of fact, go ahead. You're going to be there for 70 years. Build you home, build houses, marry your sons, marry your daughters off, you know, have children, raise your families, because you're going to be there because of the hardness of your heart, because you want it to uh, do things your way. Uh huh. You want it when you wanted it, how you wanted it, when you wanted it, where you wanted it. You know, you did things that the way you wanted to do it instead of the way the word of God said it should be done. And that is to uh, fully uh, serve the Lord with your whole heart. Now, people uh, don't declare that you love God and you're serving him with your whole heart and you're not. God knows and he's going to testify. There are witnesses that will also testify that you're serving God either with your whole heart or not. And we find here that Daniel, they sought occasion against him concerning uh, the, the kingdom. But Daniel knew the law of the kingdom. Daniel knew everything that he needed to comply with uh, in Babylon. But not only that, uh, they, they couldn't find any fault. And so it says for as much as he was faithful, Daniel is faithful to his job, as I, I would expect that you're, supposed, you're faithful and you're timely and everything. But he was also faithful to God. Everyone is not faithful to God. They're faithful to their jobs. They're faithful to different things that, you know, social events. But what about the faithfulness unto the Lord? Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this man, Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. And so they got together and they got with the king and they flattered the king. Oh, king, live forever. And all the presidents and the king, 
uh, of the kingdoms and governors and princes and counselors established a royal statue. You know what? They sat down and they thought about it. This man will serve God. He's going to seek God. But we're going to make a decree that no man for the next 30 days, no man that you will, that a man is not going to ask of another man or of any other God uh, except King Darius. Anything you might want, you're not going to ask it of anyone else. You're going to go to King Darius and ask him. And so that was their, what they uh, used against Daniel. And so the king went along with it, not thinking about Daniel or anything. Uh, it sounded good to him. The king was feeding the flesh. When we feed the flesh, we don't think about God uh, that as much as we do when we're not feeding the flesh. When we're resisting the flesh, when we're pulling down every stronghold that would exalt itself, when we're bringing this flesh and subje subjection, as Paul said, I crucify this flesh daily. When we crucify in the flesh, you know, we serve God differently. But when we're feeding the flesh, oh, it, <laughs> it's a different story when we're feeding the flesh. And so the king was feeding the flesh and he signed a decree. And according to their law, when the decree had been signed, it is not to be changed. The 10th verse says, now when Daniel knew this, Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So Daniel was accustomed to praying, to seeking the Lord at a certain time. Now, maybe you're not praying, maybe you're not entering in at six o'clock and 12 noon and at uh, six o'clock in the afternoon to pray, but you may have your own time, your own uh, devotion unto the Lord. And I, and I pray and hope that you do, uh, that you have time that you devote unto God. Or maybe you walk through the day as you're taking care of business, your mind is, uh, the Bible said man should always pray. And so you always have a thought and prayer and conversation going on with the Lord in between those conversations that you might be having with your boss and them, you know, or as you're doing your job. It, God, the thing about God being on your mind is not a distraction. It enhances your work. God doesn't distract us and cause us to, to flaw, uh, to err in what we're doing. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you can, you can, you can do that. You can, you can serve God and have him on your mind and dedicate it unto him, consecrate it unto him and, and complete your task, your natural task uh, without missing a beat. So the Bible says that Daniel prayed. Daniel went after his custom, went into the house and he began to pray and to seek God and to, uh, to, as he always did. Now, the Bible says, you know, it's important to know because it said that he opened his chamber, went toward Jerusalem. Now, why did he open his window toward Jerusalem? And, you know, he prayed toward that. And, and it's the Bible tell us over in 1 Kings, about the 8th chapter, I'm going to read a few verses from here. It says uh, in the 8th chapter, about the 29th verse, and I'm going to skip some verses because I, I won't have time to read them all. But it says, here we go. It says that thy eyes, this is Solomon, Solomon's prayer. He said, but will God indeed dwell in the earth? Behold, the heavens and heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less the house that I have built. Yet have thou respect unto the prayers of thy servant and unto his supplication. O Lord, my God, hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prayed before thee today that thine eye be open toward thine house night and day. Lord, pay attention to what's going on in the church. 
night and day. And uh, even toward this place which thou hast said, my name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make. Listen to this, toward, T-O-W-A-R-D, -T toward this place. So it's important to know uh, that, uh, that first of all, many throughout the, the, the stay at home and the pandemic saying that church is not necessary. You know, they're writing, people are writing church off, but that's not what the Bible says. Somebody's lying. And I don't think it's the word of God. Somebody's not telling the truth. And the word of God is nothing but truth. Somebody is not facing reality and the word of God brings us into a reality check. And so uh, the 30th verse says, and hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant. And if thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, hear thou in heaven, thy dealing place. And when thou hearest, forgive. So there is a significance about praying toward. They knew that they were in a bad situation. But Solomon had already thought, pre-thought about it and said, if they're in a, if they're in a bad situation and they, and they begin to pray, they look toward this place. He said, if there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locusts, if there be caterpillars, if thy enemy besieged them in the land of their cities. Remember, they've been taken captive, so they've been besieged. Mm-hmm. Wheresoever the plague, whosoever, wheresoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all the people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart. You know what's troubling your own heart. And spread forth his hands toward this house. See, so the significance, again, it points back to the significance the emphasis of what God has placed that his name on the house, in the house. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and do not and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest. For thou even thou only knowest the hearts of the children of, of men. Why? Because they prayed toward the temple. Daniel could not go to church like he wanted to because he was in captivity. They could not go to the worship place that was designated for them to go to. But that's not our excuse. That's not what God has said for us. But listen, he said, if they if they just pray toward this place, the anointing, the power of God had moved in upon the temple. The glory had filled the church, the temple, the, the, uh, the, the edifice in which they had built and prepared that the ministers could not even minister. And Solomon prayed in the presence of God. This is why it's important that when the power of God is moving, you, you can't just sit in a service. You can't just sit and, and, and just let other people receive what they're getting from God. Matter of fact, mm, thank you, Jesus. Uh, some that in the service, they go into an emotional state rather than into a state of contact with God. We'll come back to that. <laughs> we'll come back to that. But listen, then Solomon said, Lord, uh, the Lord said that he would not dwell in a thick in, in the thick darkness. But I have built a house of habitation for thee in a place of thy dwelling forever. And the king turned his face and blessed the whole congregation of Israel and all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel who hath with his hands fulfilled that which he has spoken in the mouth of my father David saying, since the day I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build a house in that my name might be there. Neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people, Israel. But I have chosen Jerusalem. I've chosen Jerusalem. That my name might be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people. Now it is in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for 
the name of the Lord God. So see, it's important, the name of God. That's why we call upon his name in this place. You can't call upon his name at home in your car and, and get the same results. No, because there is a designated place. Jerusalem was the place that they went to worship. And so the Lord uh, performed his word and he spoke and he has spoken for I have risen up from the hot room of David, my father, and am set on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised and have built a house for the name of the Lord God. Uh-huh. And so it's important to know and understand why Daniel was praying in the window facing Jerusalem. The 24th, I'm going to read the 24th verse of Chronicles, uh, the sixth chapter, it says, And if thy people Israel be put in the worst before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn and confess thy name, and pray and make supplication before thee in this house. Then hear thou from heavens and forgive the sins of thy people Israel and bring them again into the land which thou givest to them and to their fathers. So see, it's important to know. So Daniel turned his face toward it, Jerusalem and kneeled and prayed three times a day because he knew, he understood. Daniel had reached a, a, a understanding. And so the, the men had a symbol when they saw Daniel praying. Uh, Daniel was not afraid of this. He was not afraid. Matter of fact, the, uh, the, the, the Lord was teaching his disciples and he said, he said, don't don't be afraid of men. You know, we get so caught up and so afraid of people and what people might think when we obey God and what they might do and what they might say and how they might react towards us and everything. But he said, don't don't fear men who can only destroy the body, but fear God who can destroy both body and soul. And so these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before God. What have, have anybody found you praying? Had anyone found you making supplication unto the Lord? You know, I, I love the testimony when I hear children talk about how they they caught their mom or their dad praying and and, you know, they might be laughing and teasing and, you know, sometime and other times they, they may be, they don't understand what, but they, they caught them praying. They, they heard them in worship. They heard them and seeking God and, and, and they had respect for it. And then other times they may have a little giggle or they may have a question about what they saw or what they heard. It's an awesome testimony. And so they found him praying and making supplication before God. And they came near and they told the king about it. I'm, I'm cutting, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what, what transpired there, but I believe you understand. They went and told Darius, look, man, king, okay, king live forever. You know, they did everything, all the royal jesters and everything to, to make the king feel good. And then they broke the news to him, Daniel. Uh, remember, there was a decree that was written and signed, uh, but Daniel, one of the children of the captivity of Judah, didn't regard what was written, what was signed. And when the king heard this, he was sore displeased within himself. He realized what occurred. He realized uh, their trickery. He realized that their, their intention and their motive was not to exalt the king, not to bless the king, but to destroy Daniel. And so the king was sorrowful and he did everything with his attorneys and his and the lawgivers and the scribes and everything to find is there an avenue to get Daniel out of this situation. You know, I, I believe I posted the theme of this is that what will you do when trouble knocks? When trouble is knocking at your door, will you lose character? Trouble was knocking at Daniel's door. And he did not lose his composure. He did not lose his character. He, matter of fact, character matters during the most difficult times. You know, character is the mental and moral quality distinctive to an individual. And certainly it is distinctive uh, for the children of God. So character during the most difficult times and uh, when in that decisive moment and all eyes are on you, what will you do? All eyes on you. 
Which how are you going to respond and, and, and trust? Daniel knew. Uh, Daniel knew the decree had been signed uh, and that someone may be watching. Uh, certainly, if they decide to decree, you know, just like the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the decree was signed that when you hear the music of the instruments, that you bow down and worship the image that uh, that was, had been created. And when they didn't do that, uh, those that worked with them, those that was around them, immediately <laughs> ran over to tell the king uh, that they didn't bow. King, they didn't. They didn't buckle. They didn't fall down and worship. They didn't do any. Uh, they they did what they wanted to do. You know, and so here it is, Daniel. Trouble was knocking at their door, and here it is, trouble knocking at Daniel's door. And so they brought Daniel in, and the king, uh, uh, the lions did, cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, will deliver thee. The king had faith and confidence in the God that Daniel served. That's what his statement was saying. I mean, if I'm wrong, correct me, but he said that the God you serve is going to deliver you. That's why it's important. I love what uh, what my, my big sister says all the time, my, my gospel sister. She said, I'm sticking with the God I know. The God that delivered me from cancer. The God that, that have kept me and sustained me throughout these years. I'm sticking with the God. And that's what Daniel's doing. Daniel was sticking with the God he know. So many walk away from the same God whom they pray, Lord, give me a car. Lord, give me a job. Lord, give me a husband. Give me a girlfriend. Give me a boy or whatever. Give me a baby. I, you know, whatever they've asked for, whatever they have used God at like a Coke bottle, like a Coke machine, a genie in a bottle to get. And then they walk away. But Daniel, you don't read. And, oh, this. I love this so much. Excuse me. Hey, I love this so much when I read the book, of, because you don't read about Daniel praying for things. You don't read him, read about him praying for things. You read about him making supplication for the nation and himself. Lord, we sinned against you. Lord God, the, the people have gone against you. Lord, the people have turned their backs on you. Lord, the people are, are not doing what's right, Lord, but we acknowledge you. I'm acknowledging you as God, Lord. He's acknowledging God, supplication. He's not asking to be exalted. He's not asking to be elevated. He's merely doing his job that he's been asked to do while in captivity. But he is exalted without asking for it and a few times turned it down. But listen, so Daniel is now in the lion's den and this den has been closed up. It's been sealed. The insignia of the king and everybody have, have, uh, have been placed upon. You know, Daniel's character was such. It, it was such you know, we, character or our mental, moral quality of character and us are supposed to be like Christ. And Daniel uh, knew the word of God. The word of God governs our character. It is the, uh, uh, the governor of our actions. It is the thing that causes us, uh, that keeps us from going uh, right or left, getting off the right course, doing what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it. Uh, you know, it's the thing that keeps us in check with God. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. How do we uh, stay in, in character? How do we stay in check? By allowing the mind of God to keep us in check. Romans 12, 1 and 2 said, I beseech thee, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that it may prove what you may prove what is that good, reasonable and acceptable and perfect will of God. The king Darius saw what was uh, good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And he's told him, 
he told him, look, God will deliver you. The king wanted, went through the night without eating. He went through the night with no music, couldn't watch Netflix. He couldn't watch HBO. He didn't, he didn't turn on uh, uh, any subscription music or anything like that to, to enjoy the night. He was thinking about Daniel. He was thinking about what is going on. What has transpired? Who is fighting? You know, there are those that God will use uh, to and give you favor with that will be concerned about you. They don't have to be saved, but they're concerned about you. God is using them for that purpose to watch over and protect you uh, as long as it is in his will for that to occur. Now, Daniel character it was such that uh, that it, that in the book of Ezekiel, you, if you recall, in the book of Ezekiel, that the Lord spoke about Daniel in such a way. It said, though these three men, Noah, Daniel and Job were in it, they should but deliver their own soul, their own righteousness, their souls by their righteousness, said the Lord. Though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, said the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own soul by their righteousness. You have to live in, in such a way in your character because your parents' salvation, your grandmother was saved, your father was saved, your, your grandfather, whomever you want to name, your aunt Sue, whatever. They, their lives does not deliver you. You have to deliver yourself by submitting yourself unto the Lord, just like Daniel. That, as the Lord said in Ezekiel, Daniel, if, if Daniel even had children, if he had sons and daughters, you know, they could not deliver themselves. They, they, they can't live off of Daniel and Noah's and Job. And Job had children. We read about Job losing his children and also having more children. But they couldn't deliver. The life that Job lived would not be enough to deliver his children. No, you have to have your own character in check so that when trouble knocks, you'll be all right. And so the king, Daniel, we know, was delivered from the lion's den. We know Daniel survived. Daniel's uh, was taken up out of the lion's den. No hurt was found upon him because the Bible said, because he believed in his God. That's going to make a difference between men and boys because he believed in his God. That is what's going to make a difference between uh, women and girls uh, because he believed in his God. Do you believe in your God, the one that you serve? When trouble's knocking at the door, when things don't seem like they're going right, will you believe in God? Will you hold on? And when it looked like it's not going, I've been in some situations where things did not look like they was going to work out. And as I told others, and I, I'm going to tell you again, you go into the word of God. And you read the word of God and you be prayerful and you be consistent, consistent. And God will give you that passage of scripture that is going to fit your need at that moment. That is going to encourage your heart. That is going to sustain you while you're in that predicament. Now, I remember being in a situation, I went into the word of God, God gave me a scripture, some scriptures, I would read those scriptures often, I would read them openly in, in the service, I would read them as often an opportunity, and when that situation, the victory was won, everything went in my favor. When another situation came up, I went to that scripture again, <laughs> however, that scripture didn't fit the situation. The, no matter how I wanted it to fit, it didn't fit. It wouldn't work for that. When God gives you something, when it's divinely given, then you'll know the difference. You'll know when the scripture is from God, but you have to be consistent by staying in the word of God and being prayerful 
unto the Lord and believing his word. The Bible said, so Daniel was taken out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Then the king commanded, and guess what? All of those people that had turned against Daniel and set him up were then cast into the lion's den. And the Bible, not only them, but their family, their children, uh, their wives, all of them was cast in, and the Bible said the lions made mastery of them, break all their bones. The very thing that they was hoping to happen to Daniel happened to them. Now we're not wishing nothing upon our enemy because the Bible said love your enemy. The Bible tells us to treat folks correctly. And so there, there's no animosity in our heart. It might be a little painful. <laughs> but we're not going to hold grudges and things against people. We don't have time for that. It works against your character. It works against your spirit, your body. It works against your mind. It works against your emotions to do that. And so we're not going to do that. We don't have time for that. What we do have time for is to work on our character and believe God. With that being said, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. It's Pomona, California. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for this short exhortation. Pray and ask, Lord God, that you keep your word straight in our heart, that we do not sin against you. Help us to give you praise, glory, and honor. Lord God, to, to help those, Lord God, and help our unbelief, Lord Jesus, Lord God, help us, oh Lord God, to serve you, Lord Jesus, to lean and to stay with your word, complete obedience. In Jesus' name, we thank you and celebrate you in this year of Jubilee. In Jesus' name, amen.